something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the Phantom Radio Studio Home of the premier radio bowling talk show PBA Hall of Famer Len Nicholson was instrumental in developing the PBA Lane Maintenance Program in 1971, which is still referred to today. He was a founding member of the Bowling Foundation, which was created to finding solutions to scoring issues in bowling. He was also a recipient of the Bowling Industry's Flowers for the Living Award and the John Davis Award in recognition for his contributions to this great sport. And with over 1,200 shows spanning 21 years, this may be the longest-running podcast in human history. So, Phantom fans, let's welcome our host, Len Nicholson, the Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is brought to you by the Kegel Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world. For all of your lane maintenance needs, including 24-hour technical support, you can always rely on the Kegel Company. So go to kegel.net. Well, Phantom fans, back again with us this week is a Hall of Fame bowling writer who is helping us all to remember the great recent history of our wonderful sport. Almost every day, he puts a photo on Facebook of something of interest that has happened in our sport. His appearances here on Phantom Radio have been very, very popular indeed because we all love the past. And he has captured it with hundreds of pictures that we can all go see. And you have heard his impressive bio and resume many times before. So let's not waste any time and get him out here. Phantom fans, here's my Hall of Fame buddy, Mr. Jim Goodwin. Hello, Jim. And how you doing, Parts? Hey, Phantom boy, it's great to great to be with you again. Uh, we're doing great, and I'm glad to hear that you're doing well, and and uh, and I'm very glad to hear that uh, that people are in, enjoying seeing all these uh, photos of the amazing people in our sport. Boy, they really are. I'm getting a lot of emails uh, constantly, uh, every day, four, five, six, seven, whatever it may be. You know, we're not the Jay Leno or Johnny Carson, but when the people, re, re, you know, get in touch with us, we know they're all listening and watching. So that's very satisfying. But anyway, uh, you've been here with us previously, and we always promise to have you back because they always run out of time, and there's so much that we want to reflect on. And the emails that I received prove that our listeners are definitely loving your pictures. So. Let's start by telling our listeners how and where they can go see them, okay? Sure. Yeah, just go to Facebook. Everybody knows how to get to Facebook and and uh, put in my name, Jim Goodwin, G-O-O-D-W-I-N, and um, should come up. Uh, you know, that doesn't work. Add the word bowling, and, and uh, once it comes up, you can uh, start uh, scrolling the uh, – photo of the day or you know look at them one at a time or if you want to you want to look at them in groups you can just um, 
click on the, the little box that says, you know, photos, and I think you get like a dozen at a time that way. But it's um, every one of them, if you do them individually, you'll see a, a paragraph written above the photo because it's not enough just to put a, a photo. You've got to say, you know, who it is and where it was taken and what it, what it's about. So every one of them tells a story, and the story is right there with it. That's your password, I guess. Uh, people are saying that to me now. You're right. He's right. It used to be every picture shows a thousand words, but Jim says every every photo tells a story, and and that's for sure. Uh, it brings the goose pimples up on your arms and makes you think back. And there's even a few in there. Uh, I'm an old softy, but it brings a tear to my eye once in a while when I see them. But I've got a list that I've enjoyed, and and I want to our listeners to hear about them a little bit. And you can tell a little bit, give us a paragraph or so when we talk space on each one of these, all right? So I'm gonna sure. Okay. I'm gonna start with the first one. It's a special photo from Samstown with everybody's all time favorite, Frank Allenberg. Remember that one? Oh yeah. Yeah, Frank we had the uh the honor and the privilege of uh CJ and I did of working with Frank for about a dozen years on on events. Uh, started out being the, the senior U.S. Open, I think, at Samstown, which was the very first senior U.S. Open that Ted Fraley won and uh, Steve Sanders produced. And, and that led to the International Eliminator Tournaments in the late 90s at Samstown. And then, and then Steve um, created the mini eliminators from from that. So... We worked with Frank and several other people, and and it was a, you know, it was an amazing time. Uh, he's a he's a really good guy. You know, his claim to fame was he won the Masters and defeated Earl Anthony to do that, which is a pretty darn good accomplishment. <laughs> and um, but other than that, one of the nicest people uh, that's ever been in bowling, and we we just really enjoyed our friendship and association with Frank for a long time. Yeah, what a pro he was, just a clean-cut guy, a family man, just a heck of a good bowler, and always well-dressed, well-mannered. Everybody spoke highly of Frank, and I, I miss seeing him. I used to see him all the time when he bowled on the tour, and then he bowled a lot of tournaments in the Western region. So, super yeah, guy. Yeah, amazing golfer also. Oh, my goodness. I, I yeah, yeah he was golf a scratch golfer, one of, the, one of the, the guys on the tour that could really hit the golf ball. Oh, my goodness, yeah. He hit it, and you had to go look for it because you couldn't see it land, you know, from the tee box. It was unbelievable. Yeah. All right, here's another one. I know it's one of your favorites, and uh, it's a picture with Bob and Sue Strickland. Uh, it's got a lot of birds in there, too, of that picture. Remember it? Yeah, yeah, Bob Bob and Sue are uh, dear friends. You know, they were they lived in Dallas for a long time, and, and – um, and we, Bob and I, bowled together, and and um, you know, Bob and I knew each other before he met Sue, and then and then Sue came into his life, and they became a couple. And um, she was also a bowler, so they they got together and their and started a coaching business, and and they coached bowling all over the world. They traveled to to the to Asia and and Europe, and and um. I hooked them up with the Ebonite Company, and I got some sponsorship there, and and um, traveled around doing the the coaching clinics, and 
And then finally they settled in, they came back to the States and settled, settled in uh, Everett, Washington. They lived there for quite a while. And um, and then a couple of years ago, they moved from Everett, Washington, down to Florida. So they now live in the Pensacola, Florida area. And uh, just amazing people. Bob's one of the smartest guys on the planet. I mean, you don't you don't want to play trivia with him because he's got all those college degrees and <laughs> and um, he'll win every time. But uh, he also has an incredible sense of humor. And and uh, and Sue is just a lovely person. And we we've really enjoyed our friendship with him for. Gosh, more than 40 years. Yeah, I had him on the show a couple of times, and you're right. This guy knows everything. He's smart as a whip. Um, you know, and it's a couple, and uh, it reminds me of something we talked about before the show started, because a month or two ago, we had on a couple. It was Carmen Salvino, and uh, I heard that he contacted you because he saw one of the pictures on there that we talked about, right? Yeah, actually, Bill Spigner uh, saw the picture and and sent it to Carmen Salvino, and and um, it reminded him of uh, of the time that we got together and did a big interview for Stars and Strikes, and and uh, I, told, I said that was my my favorite photo of Carmen of him him uh, helping the the little kid bowling and in, in the Chicago charity event that he was doing there. And uh, anyway, we had a nice chat the other day, and Jenny's doing well, and um, he's he's uh, got his, his health under control, and he's he seems to be uh, doing really good. He's 89 years old, which is unbelievable, but still going strong. He said, "I'm still making bowling balls. I'm 89, and I'm still I'm still making bowling balls." I said, "Well, good for you." That's that's awesome that you heard from him because we were just talking about the emails we get. And we got an email from one of the people that you highlight on the show, and that's Carmen, and he's just one heck of a guy. He's a legend in his own time, but unbelievable. You know, here's another one that, you know, I don't understand how it happened, and you're going to have to explain this, but it's a special picture that you need to explain a little bit because it's with a world-famous celebrity now, and her name is Taylor Swift. What's that all about? Well, that's a great photo of Taylor Swift, and she, uh, a few years ago, uh, I don't know, I guess the board of directors or, or somebody decided that they should uh, highlight some of the celebrities that enjoy bowling in the uh, the International Bowling Museum and Hall of Fame, and they and they started selecting a few of them each year and, and um, doing a feature on them. Jerome Bettis is one from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Oh, there've been there've been quite a quite a few of them over the years. Chris Paul is one that comes in mind from basketball recently, and then one year um, Taylor Swift uh, name came up because she she enjoys bowling when she's not uh, doing her her singing career. And you know, at that time she was just uh, you know she was a kind of a, in the in country music and and starting to starting to do pretty well and. And um, in fact, Mike Ducat had a photo of her doing a little, a little concert in Florida, um, where not too many people even knew who she was. And then it, it, he contrasted it with a, a photo from um, from the stadium there, where it was completely sold out in one of her shows. And she's she's one of those singers that has just taken off, uh, you know, like a skyrocket. And and um, 
if you can even get a ticket to one of her concerts, you're doing well these days. I heard there's thousands of dollars for some of the front row seats and all that. She she has taken the world on by storm, you know. Uh, yeah, I said these days if she wants to go bowling, uh, you know, she can't just go bowling. She's got to probably rent the whole bowling center for her and her uh, her entourage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But anyway, these pictures, you know, you talk about a variety of pictures and celebrities and coaches and great players and all that. Here's another one that's a unique picture. I never, never saw it before. I saw it in your collection. And it's with the famous woman bowler, left-handed, Tish Johnson, and she's on a horse. What's that all about? <laughs> well, that was uh, our friend Brenda Marshall up in uh, Claremore, Oklahoma. Uh, they, had a, they had a tour tournament up there every year. And Tish uh, made the finals when they were talking about a – you know, hey, what would be a unique way to introduce the players for the finals? And and I think I think Tish was the tournament leader that year. <laughs> and so when it came time to introduce the the um, the top seed in the on the TV show, uh, they trotted Tish out on uh, on one of their horses, <laughs> right out on the approach. And uh, of course, they had rubber mats down and everything to protect the the area. But but. Uh, they did that, and it's one of the. Um, <laughs> you're right. One of the most unique bowling photos ever, and uh, probably the only time that a professional bowler has ever made their entrance to the finals on horseback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. You know, um, I used the word last show about Notre Dame, somebody that saw things in the future back in the old days. Yeah, and. I got to say, I think you had a little Nostradamus in you because at one time you, you featured three teenage bowlers. They were actually juniors, and they turned out to be pretty good. Uh, they were Dee Dee Davidson, Leanne Holsenberg, and Dana Miller-Mackey. <laughs> what, a, what a call that was, Bart. Yeah, they they actually uh, they used to – BPAA always puts on the international – uh, family tournament every year. I think they still do it. And um, back uh, you know, several years ago, they they would always bring in some some top players and and let them um, work with the kids and sign autographs and and uh, just stay with them all week and be a part of the festivities. And and um, and those three were the the guests of honor that year, and they were very popular with the kids. And uh, maybe the best I've ever seen with the, you know, working with the kids throughout throughout the whole week. And I think that was the the finals that that year were in uh, San Antonio, and they had a great time, and the kids had a great time, and and it was a a wonderful thing for the Bowling Proprietors Association to do each year. And they've they've done it many times. Norm Duke was another uh, feature that came in with them one year. You know, talking about a variety of pictures, uh, we just talked about three great junior bowers that turned out to be great senior bowers, not that age bracket, but great. Um, here's another variety picture that featured two really good bowlers back in the day, and they represented Team USA, and the picture is of David Garber and Tammy Turner. Yep, uh, Tammy Jean Turner. Uh, one of our favorite people. She's uh, living in Florida now, 
and uh, she uh, uh, tell you how good she was. Fred Borden, a great international coach, and you know, renowned uh, um, coach Borden said that uh, he thought Tammy Turner was the best woman bowler he had ever seen. Wow! So that that that's a, an amazing compliment for for Tam, for Tammy Turner, and of course she. She bowled great on the tour. She won four titles. She had a back injury, and had and missed an entire year, I think. But then she came, she came back after that, and then, and then um, she ended up after the back injury. She ended up winning the U.S. Open. So, so an incredible career on the lanes. And then uh, David Garber, of course, was a great Team USA bowler, and he bowled in the mini eliminators and the, the international and and uh, the high rollers and those kind of things and made his mark on the amateur side as a bowler and then he and then he kind of got into the uh into the business he worked for storm and and um and started selling bowling balls and doing all kinds of things and then he became the after that he became the uh the editor of uh bowling industry international bowling industry magazine and that's you know we kind of reconnected there and, and he asked me if i would come in and and write some stories and so we had i don't know five or six years we did a lot of stories for bowling international or international bowling industry magazine during that time and um and now i think uh i think he's now with brunswick so he's uh he's had a great career in bowling and and a really good guy good guy he's been on my show a few times uh very very smart very talented I uh, haven't seen him for a long time, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him again. You know, uh, we've had this fellow's picture on before. You've had it on, but this time I ran across another one that you put, took, and it's a beautiful picture of our friend who's no longer with us, Tom Corus. Remember that picture? Yeah, Tom. Tom. In fact, that I think that photo. I don't know if that's the one, but it might be the one where. Uh, Tom was the winner of the uh, Sam Levine Flowers for the Living Award, and um, we got that. We surprised him with that award at Bowl Expo, and you know, and by the way, you're also a winner of that award, which is a, an, an amazing award in bowling. And uh, Tom was a, a coach, a proprietor, you know, a writer. He wrote a column in the Bowlers Journal for more than 30 years. And and just a really 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 smart man that uh, that coached a lot of the pros and and uh, we miss him. He's a he's one of the guys that uh, made bowling better. He sure did. He another smart man. In fact, he's probably along the genius line as far as I'm concerned. But uh, here's another one. Yeah, he wrote a couple of books: Par Bowling and Par yep. Bowling the Challenge. I think which were very popular books that a lot of people have. Yeah, he told me one time, he says, I wrote two books. He says, that's all I'm ever going to write because they're both successful, and I don't want to uh, take a chance. So, <laughs> yeah, good, good guy. But here's one that it might raise a tear in your eye. I'm not sure. I'm taking a chance. But it's a picture of your great-grandfather. Tell us about that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, my cousin, uh, my cousin Barbara, who's in her 80s, uh, uh, gave that to us, and I'd never, I'd never even seen uh, a photo of my, my great grandfather, uh, 
and Thomas Goodwin was his name, and, and she gave me that. And then, and then, before I knew it, I had a copy of of a certificate from uh, Erie, New York, and it was the uh, it was the uh, United States document that that made him uh, a citizen of the United States of America uh, in February of 1852. So it's a uh, you know we got a copy of that and we got his picture and we put it. We put it up there. A lot of people said, "Wow, you know, I can't believe you have this." And I, it's uh, it's something that that we we cherish. And it's uh, I, n- I never even seen anything like that. And there here, all of a sudden, I've got one of my great grandfather. Yeah, that's awesome. I have one of my great grandmother. Um, it's in a frame, uh, very statuesque, uh, back in the old days. But uh, it's a treasure. You know, I want to take a moment here to talk a little bit about the. Phantom Radio Show Junior Club that we started, and it's totally free to the kids. All we want to do is help promote them. Um, I've been to several junior tournaments lately, and the enthusiasm and the talent is unbelievable with these kids, and I just want to help promote them. That's all I want to do. We're not going to charge them any money. We just want to pass along knowledge and information to them, Um, and all they got to do is listen to the show once in a while. In fact, if they listen and they send me a note saying, hey, that was a good show or that was a bad show or why don't you mention this, why don't you mention that, all you got to do is mention us and we'll send them a prize. And we've got 97 members now. And in fact, the 100th member is going to be on the show with their parents and we'll talk bowling with them. But they can contact me through my Facebook page under Len Nicholson or the Phantom Radio Show page. All you do is contact us, let us know that they're alive and well, and they enjoyed the show, and they win a prize. All right, uh, here we go. I got one last one here I want to talk about, and it's kind of a thumper in my arms, too. It kind of bothers me to some extent, but we talked about Carmen being 89 years old. We're all getting up there, and we're all going to lose somebody now and then. We've lost somebody recently, but there's a special picture you have here. Uh, with Bill and Barbara uh, Christman, and it it features Bill Supper, who we lost recently. Um, do you remember yeah. that picture? Yeah, I I took a lot of photos of Bill Supper over the years because it seems like everywhere we went, you know, Bill Supper was there. It didn't matter what kind of a tournament it was. You know, he he was with uh, Ebonite for for many years, and then he. And then he's uh, done a lot of other jobs, worked with BPAA, and he's, he was a uh, head of the uh, museum and hall of fame for a while, and then and then and then uh, and he finally uh, ended up with Storm, and and uh, Bill was just everywhere. We lost him about a month ago, and and um, one of those guys that you just kind of took for granted that no matter what was going on, he was going to be right there in the middle of it, and and uh, he will be missed very much. What a personality he had. And I used to tease him because, uh, you know, every time I'd see him, he'd have a different job. And I'd say, it's got to cost you a ton of money for all these different shirts that you got to wear all the time, different names. <laughs> he, he yeah, said, he had seven or eight uh, and then big jobs, a lot of them, you know. So it's uh, it's pretty amazing. He, he jokingly said to me, he says, I don't buy new short shirts. He says, I just change the logo, you know, <laughs> save money. Yeah. But yeah, he, yeah. I had a photo of him the other day, not too long ago, with uh, uh, it was on her birthday with Pam Buckner because 
he worked with Pam Buckner at Ebonite, and so I dug out a photo that I took of of Pam and and Bill together, and she sent me a nice note and thanked me for uh, for running that photo. Unreal. All right, Pards, well, I'm looking at the old clock in the wall. We're running out of time again, and I just want to make sure you're going to be available next month because we got to keep this going. It's a very popular edition of our show, and people are starting to look forward to it. Uh, they're all happy, but we announced how they can go look for themselves on Facebook, and they'll tell me, yeah, you talked about this one, you talked about that one, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, um, before I close, I do want to thank my partners in the Phantom Radio Show Junior Club, and, and that's Brian Hirsch and, and Dave Kowalski and Sam Villarreal. It's a volunteer job. Uh, we do it out of the love of our heart for the kids, and we have passion for them. So this is the fastest show in all of sports, they tell us, and I'm looking at the clock, and that's for sure. But, <laughs> Jim, I, I appreciate you being on with us and sharing all the information that you do. And I enjoyed talking with you, and I want to thank you again for taking the time to be here and give our love to your wonderful wife, CJ. And we have more to talk about, so I want you to stay in touch because next month we're going to do it again. So somewhere down the road I'm going to see you again, I hope. So thanks for being with us. You got a closing word? Well, I, yeah, it's it's great. I I look forward to doing this for as long as you want to do it. And I just I was thinking the other day, you know, we all want to do something in our lives that no one else has ever done. And I think – uh, you and I can both say that we've done that. You know, you've you've kept this radio show going for so many years, and done so many interviews on, you know, in the probably the longest running podcast in the world right now. I guess if you want to call it a podcast. And then, and then I started these these photos photos of the day and stuck with it. And and now there's over two thousand of them out there. And and um. You know, it's it's kind of easy for people to do things that are just a one-time shot. But when you, you know, if you want to stick with something for a, for many years, I think that's something to really be proud of. And and I know I'm really proud of you for doing what you've done. So that's all I have to say. And you know, love you, buddy. I appreciate that, Pards. Uh, and I just want to tell you and the world again how much you've meant to me and you've opened a lot of doors for me, and I appreciate it. And you know, you're a part of history, and by keeping us alive, uh, there's nothing like history and tradition. If you lose that, you've lost it all, and we're keeping it going, part. So, Phantom fans, we'll talk to you again next month. This is the Phantom. When you're down and troubled, and you need some love and care. Nothing, well, nothing is going right. Close your eyes and think of me, and soon I.